1: with your host, Dr. Bonnie Morrow. There are a variety of techniques for hands-on healing that can help you move closer to your vision of good health. In our program, we discuss both the business and science of dealing with different aspects of the healthy community with specialists in various energy practices. Now, here is Dr. Bonnie Morrow. Hi,
2: this is Dr. Bonnie, and welcome to Transformational Healing. Uh, I hope all is well in your world. Welcome to my world, and I want to shout out a hello to Peru today. Peru, I hope all is well in your world. Today we have Dr. Mary Joel Bulbrook with us, and she is a mighty, powerful healer. Uh, she's got a whole page full of bio that... Uh, talks about who she is. She's a master teacher and healer in energy medicine and a medicine and spiritual intuitive. She, she was instrumental in helping Janet spread world healing in Australia, Peru, New Zealand, South Africa, Canada, and throughout the South the United States. She's co-authored texts in, in the workbooks, and I'd like to give a shout-out to Dr. Mary
3: Jo Bulbrook. Well, Bonnie, thank you for that uh, nice welcome. It's very I'm very pleased to be on your show today. I've uh, watched what you've been doing and your interests and uh, what your professional goals are, and I applaud your efforts in trying to present and bring to the world more knowledge about transformational healing. Thank you. So, uh
2: Mary Jo, what is what are you about?
3: Tell us about you. Well, uh I'm um, I have a rather classical training background as a nurse and a psychotherapist and have been working in the field of preparing uh clinical specialists in psychiatric mental health nursing and teaching in multiple universities in three different countries over the last 40 plus years so i've been around a long time and but my personal goal has been to follow and look at uh, the transformational healing process using energy medicine and so in the middle of 70s when some of my faculty became interested in um uh, uh, therapeutic touch and some of the new emphasis in, in holistic care, it piqued my interest. And so on the, on the side of my university position, I started studying and working with, uh, energy medicine and developed, um I guess I was first influ- influenced by therapeutic touch with Dolores Krieger. And after that, Dr. John Thie in Touch for Health, he and I were both friends with Virginia Satir, and she influenced his uh, teaching and development of that specialty as uh, I became very interested and saw what a powerful change that using energy work can make to influence a person's life. And at the time, John asked me if I would take Touch for Health worldwide, and I said, no john i I'll just introduce people to it because i'm really a psychotherapist. Well, little did I know that after a number <laughs> of years i would I would do energy work full time which is what i'm doing now
2: does isn't life interesting when it um, you think
3: you're going right and all of a sudden you're going left that's absolutely true and Really parallel to that is uh, I had planned to be a physicist when I was uh graduated from high school, but I heard a voice that said I was to be a nurse, and so I I took that change. I followed that path, and then the second year in college, I heard a voice again that said I was going to do spiritual work, and I thought that meant to be a nun, and I go, no, I don't think that's going to be my path, but really what it was leading me to is what I'm doing today, which really is what I'm calling soul healing. Uh-huh. And what is soul healing? Well, it in the beginning, I didn't use that word. In the beginning, I started more with a, a holistic care. I used that word in the beginning, and then, after uh, working with that, I started doing uh healing touch and was very involved in healing touch, which actually you know I was called to do that spiritually. I heard a voice that said I was to help Janet do her work and it's really curious that, as a mental health professional um who hears voices that I wasn't locked up and uh <laughs> it, it True though, I did learn how to receive messages through frequencies of a higher sense perception and it's that goal that really influenced my life and helped led me to a new path. And I'm now starting to go back and use the word soul healing uh, from uh, a theoretical model that I developed in 1985. And it was when I was invited to present my work at the International Nursing Diagnosis Conference in Calgary, Alberta. And when they called me and asked me to do that, I said, are you sure you want me? I close my eyes and see picture and hear things. And at the time, I didn't think that's what nursing diagnosis would be doing. And (laughs) they said, no, no, we want somebody who's different. And I go, if you want somebody who's different, then you came to the right place. Because even though I'm an academic and have been for many years, I do fit in the traditional box, but I also am out of the box. And so my work led me to, when I presented at that conference, I looked at the research that I had been doing with individual clients, uh, starting in my practice. I've always had a private practice of some kind alongside my university work and that was because I thought if you're gonna teach something you need to know what you're talking about, not just talking about it. So I did have a private practice on the side and really in the healthcare field, in particular for nurses at that time in the early seventies, that was really the new kid on the block. And From that work and the invitation in 1985 to present in Calgary, what I did is I put out, I laid out some of my key clinical um, pieces of work that I did and began to analyze them. And it actually happened to be at the same time I was teaching nursing theory at the university, and so that served as a good model for me to frame my work in a in a little bit different way than I um, had been doing. Where in the past I had taught about this work and I also had practiced it, and but this was different, pulling it together in a theoretical way to present to other people. That's and from great. that model, it you know, I was looking at body, emotion, mind, and spirit healing. And that, again, was also a new kid on the block. Even though in the healthcare field, we would give lip service to looking at all those dimensions. In the early 70s, kind of the buzzword was family care and a broader view. And holistic was the word. And energetics was later to come about and to be a commonplace in the healthcare field. And so, you know, I started out in the mental health uh, component, emotional mental health, and then I added starting looking at the um, physical health because I had a lot of clients who started coming to me for physical problems, and then I added what's called the spiritual focus, and when I first put that together, that was level three of the holistic model I put together. It, uh, the time frame was called Beyond Time and Space. And I thought, I hope somebody doesn't ask me what that means because I knew that was really off the page in the early uh, 70s that what most people could comprehend. And so uh, at the time I looked at what was the goal And that was to identify the state of soul essence, soul memory, and soul karma to facilitate change in a person's health. And again, those terms were new terms. And, you know, it was easy for somebody to understand when I talk about psychotherapy or when I'd look at physical problems and maybe the emotional aspects of physical problems. But when you start moving into the realm of looking at the spiritual aspects of healthcare, particularly from a healthcare professional, uh, that, that was quite unusual and different from what people expected.
2: Mm-hmm. You have been on the forefront all of your career, haven't you, Mary Jo?
3: Well, yes, I have. And to tell you the truth, it really hasn't been a choice. It, it's not something that you know i I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio to uh, a very loving parents. My father ran a gas station, worked seven days a week, so I learned how to work very hard and and uh, keep your nose to the grindstone and and no messing around and so it um, uh, you know I learned hard work and I began to exploring what interests me and noticing what uh, made changes in people's lives. And when I started hearing voices when I was uh, in early college, in my early 20s, I didn't know what to do with that because one, I didn't grow up with families who it was part of the world, nor did I, as a healthcare professional, know what to do with it. And I thought, well, I'll just I'll just keep on doing what I know how to do and then this new interest that I have, I'll let it evolve and see what uh, what uh, I'm expected to do with it. And that actually has been a motto I've used throughout my life. Good, good.
2: Uh, and you were Canadian Nurse of the Year in 1989, were you not?
3: I was, and that was such a surprise, um, it um i helped form the canadian holistic nurses association and i was a, a contemporary of charlotte mcguire who founded the uh, american holistic nurses association she started working on developing that at the same about the same time i moved up to canada so she and i had stayed in touch and had pretty much kind of parallel uh, um personal interests and in bringing together nurses who were interested in a holistic approach. But I have to say, one of the things that influenced my life about energy work was working with uh, Janet Menken, the founder of Healing Touch. I was in one of the first classes Janet did in, uh, well, it the first one was in Gainesville, Florida, and the second one was here in Durham, North Carolina. And we had about 50 people who came to the class. And I remember when uh, she started and we went around and introduced ourselves. And uh, when I said my name and that I had recently moved to North Carolina from um, uh, Canada, she, she looked at me really funny. And at the break, she came over to me and she said, are you the Mary Jo Bullbrook who wrote in The Canadian Nurse about therapeutic touch? And I started to laugh and I said, yes, that's me. And she said, well, I've used your work um, because she was very interested in therapeutic touch that Dolores Krieger had developed and I had written an article about it and when they published it in the canadian nurse they called it the bulbrook method of therapeutic touch
0: the all right
3: from what, what uh, mary cho can we take so a quick funny. break and we'll be right back sure sounds good okay
0: A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. Dr. Bonnie Morrow's
1: passion is to make healing available in every home around the world. You can find out more about healing touch classes available wherever you are. Dr. Bonnie is here to share her knowledge and expertise in energy medicine as both a teacher and facilitator. To use Healing Touch for those you love, contact Healing Touch Texas for a class schedule. You can contact Dr. Bonnie via email at HealingTouchTX at AOL.com or visit the website at transformational-healing.org.
0: Do you know about Reiki? This method of healing can complement Western medicine as well as other alternative practices. Besides healing, it can have the additional effect of making you feel more positive about yourself and the world around you. By tuning into For the Love of Reiki with host Paula Vale, you'll find how Reiki can improve your health, bring balance into your life, and fill you with joy. For the Love of Reiki is broadcast live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health & Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: You are listening to Transformational Healing, to reach Dr. Bonnie Morrow or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to HealingTouchTX at AOL.com. Now, back to Transformational Healing.
2: Hi, welcome back. This is Dr. Bonnie with Transformational Healing and our guest today is is Dr. Mary Jo Bulbrook. And we were talking before break about soul healing that she developed. And now, I'd like to know, Mary Jo, how did how did it happen? How did you develop it?
3: Thanks, Donnie. I'd be happy to talk about that. Uh, you know, as I was mentioning before, I was invited by the International Nursing Diagnosis Conference Committee to... Uh, uh, present my work, and so I started with three case studies that I had and used that as a formula to abstract uh, the theory of how to go about working with uh, in the energy system and because each one of the three cases that i 'd working with were really quite different. One was with a woman uh, about in her 50s who was having reoccurring thoughts about something that happened to her a long time ago, and she didn't know what to do about it. She was referred to me by the uh, Catholic priest who had said to me, I've gone as far as I know as I can with her, and she needs something else, and uh, so he sent her to me. And as we was were working, um, she had... Uh, pain in her arm and uh, uh, it was all wrapped up and this is one of the first times she had been to a psychotherapist which is the reason why he sent her to me. So I said to her I know some ways on how to take care of physical pain. Would you like for me to see if I can do something to help your arm feel better? And she said yes that would be fine and so I held my hands above the arm And as I did that, the pain left. And from then, I also heard the word uh, five years. And I said, by any chance, did something happen to you when you were five years old? And she said, yes, that's when her grandfather abused her. And then she started to cry. And that took us back into a time frame when the original thing that had caused her a problem uh, and why she was referred to the priest was to deal with that event. And uh, we were able to see that it was the energy of uh, the case, even though she had talked to a number of people over time, was still embedded in her energy field. So this is an example of uh, <clears throat> the soul healing method was born from clinical practice And from working with people with a variety of different conditions and seeing how what had affected the path of their soul in the evolution of their life over time. And things can happen to us when we're young or even in utero that influences uh, what our life will become. And Western medicine is more geared towards the current time frame, like what happened to you today? And uh, you have a broken arm or you have a cold or pain here or there. And yes, they do take a history, but rarely do they take a history looking at the root of the problem. And so my work in soul healing is getting at the root of a problem and changing the energy dynamics that hold it in place.
2: Great. So you were able to heal the lady's
3: arm. Yes, what was interesting, the pain left, but we started talking about different things as time went on, and she started rubbing her arm again. And then I said, well, it looks like the pain has come back. And she said, yes, it is. And I put my hand over the area and then got more information from her. And so she was able to see that... um, A story, quote-unquote, was stored in her arm tied into the abuse that she had had over time, and this was when I was first discovering how to work with energy work. It's a lot different than the stage where I am now, and so I had an appointment with her to come back a week later, and uh, when she did, I said, well, tell me how you've been doing, and especially about the pain in your arm. She said, well, my arm uh, really uh, stayed re- very well for about uh, four or five days, and then uh, the pain came back again. I said, okay, well, let me try again doing some energy work and see what happens. And so I did it again, and this time I got two words. I got anger and husband. I said, by any chance, are you angry at your husband or had you been? And she said, yes. And she said the pain started when she had an issue with her husband that had come up and she became angry. And what we were able to identify is that the pattern of being angry at men who had done things to her was the bigger issue that needed to be dealt with. And so the arm pain was just a uh, resource, a tool, so to speak, to help her get at the deeper spiritual issue that needed to be dealt with. And so that kind of describes um, what I'm talking about. There is a much longer pathway of how people get ill and how they get better that needs to be addressed. And I know that when I had developed breast cancer a number of years ago, actually was in 95, I started having pain in my breast for about six months and I ignored it. I can be one of these healthcare professionals like anybody else where you stay focused on the work that you're doing and not paying attention to what your own needs were. Well, this was one of those times. And finally it became so severe, I go, I really do need to have this checked out. And when I went into the doctor, it was diagnosed with breast cancer. And he wanted to do surgery immediately. And I said, well, I'm not ready to have surgery yet. I, I need to do, I need to do some other things first. And actually what I did is look at the bigger picture tied into why I had developed the cancer, which is what I did. I took the time to explore what was going on in my life at the time that the pain had started and then I went back in time to look at some of the early roots of issues that were difficult to me related to that topic and resolved them. And as a result I did have surgery and, but I didn't take any other of treatments that they had recommended because I I knew that I had taken care of the bigger picture related to why and how I got ill. And that is a risk, you know, obviously. And, of course, that was 1995, so this is now 2015. And I'm doing very well at age 71, still vibrant and teaching and feeling great and really committed to... Uh, my own story and journey in dealing with it helped me to have a greater understanding of how things are interrelated. Oh, that's wonderful,
2: because they certainly are. Yes. And that's when my clients come to me, I try to get back to that, you know, if somebody has a pain and ask them, when did it start and, what was going on in your life then? And sometimes they can get to it and sometimes they cannot. Right.
3: Well, so. the, I, I, have a buddy, I have a training program called um, Actually Transform Your Life Through Energy Medicine. And I designed it with my psychotherapy background as well as adding the experience that I had in healing touch and therapeutic touch and touch for health. And the title of the course is our Clearing the Self, Healing Wounds, Changing Limiting Beliefs, Changing Relationships Energetically, and Changing Family Energy Patterns. And as you can hear, the psychotherapy orientation. But the point is it's we don't approach it as a psychotherapist. We approach it as energy workers. And, you know, many times in doing the work, for example, Uh, In in working with uh, Healing Touch, it made such a profound change in people's lives, and I was adding the additional component where you can begin to look at time-oriented things to uh, pinpoint what the original cause is and then clear out what that energy pathway is. And so it's, it's true with anything that we have a base body of knowledge and then some of us are led to expand beyond in one direction. And the one thing that Janet did in Healing Touch that I will always be uh, appreciative of is she created a broader perspective moving it out of just the healthcare arena into the hands of Uh, anyone who is interested in following that path. And as we know, opening the doors to a variety of people really helps spread the work worldwide. And this is what we need. Healthcare needs to not only be in the hands of healthcare providers, it needs to be in everybody's hands. For example, educators and kids of all ages are a prime example if they can get information to young people uh at an early age how to how to care for themselves it'll it'll head a lot of things off at the past right and I remember right. my granddaughter, who's four years old, was at the house when I was teaching a class, and she wanted to come to class and she said, "Grandma, do you really have people who come to your house to study?" I go, "Yes, Kylie, I do so Anyway, she was downstairs while we were getting ready to start class, and I had all my teaching things on a table, and she knocked the table over and looked at me and was very scared, like I was going to scold her, and I just glanced over and saw that she was holding her arm, and I said, did you hurt yourself, Kylie, and she just shook her head, and so I said, well, Grandma can show you some ways on how to take care of yourself, and so I put my hand above her arm and started moving the energy and only took me about four movements. And I said, is the pain gone? And she shook her head, yes. Uh That's wonderful. I I used that as a teaching opportunity to the class. I said, as you can see, she then went upstairs. And so I said to the class, you can see that she thought she was going to get scolded. And yet really... I was able to quickly teach her about how to care for herself and then teach the students how to see how you teach young children how to care for themselves. So that's what I'm saying. We need to put, uh, we need to help empower people of all ages to make a difference in their life. That's right.
2: Okay, Mary Jo, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, will you tell us how soul healing? wellness, and healing touch fit together? Sure. All righty. Be right back.
0: Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health & Wellness. Dr. Bonnie Morrow's passion
1: is to make healing available in every home around the world. You can find out more about Healing Touch classes available wherever you are. Dr. Bonnie is here to share her knowledge and expertise in energy medicine as both a teacher and facilitator. To use Healing Touch for those you love, contact Healing Touch Texas for a class schedule. You can contact Dr. Bonnie via email at HealingTouchTX at AOL.com. Or visit the website at transformational-healing.org. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength you'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness.
0: Your life, your health, your network. Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: You are listening to Transformational Healing. To reach Dr. Bonnie Morrow or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to HealingTouchTX at AOL.com. Now, back to Transformational Healing.
2: Hi, welcome back. This is Dr. Bonnie And I'm welcoming you back to transformational healing. I hope you filled up your coffee cup because we're talking today to Dr. Mary Jo Bulbrook. And she is talking about soul healing. So, Mary Jo, how do you see soul healing,
3: wellness, and healing touch? How do they fit together? Well, thanks for asking that. It's really a very important question. Um, the dimensions of soul healing carries uh, things, how you work with the chakras or the energy centers, working with the energy field or the aura, working with energy tracks or meridians, and the heart line, the core star. And in Healing Touch, we primarily work with the heart line, core star, the energy field, and the energy centers or chakras. And uh, the uh, soul healing also includes working with meridians, and that's really an important piece because our physical health is really tied into that as well. Now, when when you're doing healing touch, you're influenced because we are one. You're influencing every aspect of the body. You're influencing the physical self, the emotional self, the mental self, and the spiritual self refers to the energy dimensions that I mentioned, and that's what I'm calling soul healing. So we're really using the same words um, in a similar way. And when I put the term wellness down there, it was a way to introduce uh, working with the energy system uh, to a population who aren't perhaps as interested in learning the terminology, the more technical detail. And to give you an example of, I teach both a wellness I have a wellness support group and wellness spiritual ministry at the UNC Chapel Hill Newman Center Catholic Church Student Parish, and have been doing that for about three years now. And I chose to use the word wellness because it uh, was more neutral, It in the emphasis on how can we get well and stay well. And in my practice, I have a technique called, um, that was given to me while I was teaching in Australia. I had been working on a client who was a good friend of mine, and the class was busy doing uh, teaching or doing the practice, and I, I was working on my friend at the same time. And as I walked away, I heard a voice that said uh, that they wanted me to continue to do some additional work with calf And so I walked back and started this treatment that I was guided to do. And uh, when I walked away, I was told it was called the chakra blessing. Uh-huh. And that's one of the things that I use in the Catholic Church when I teach uh, over at the Newman Center. But instead of calling it chakra blessing, I called it blessing with light in love and that's an example where you're working with the same body of knowledge but you're using different terminology to present it to different populations and just like when I was working with my granddaughter who's four years old I didn't say chakra energy field I said is your arm hurting? Uh, Would you like me to do something to help it feel better? And she nods her head. And so then I just moved the energy with my hand and I said, you can do this for yourself to help you feel better. Great. And a a very curious thing happened. Um, my, My son and his two children live out of town. They live in Richmond, Virginia. And about a month ago they were coming to visit me and, uh, My son said that he had gotten away pretty late and that uh, my granddaughter had been quite sick and he was seriously considering turning around and going back home. It was actually an 80th birthday party for my uh, brother-in-law that he was coming down for, so he was ambivalent uh, whether he should still come to the celebration and he wasn't sure Uh, how his daughter would do because she had been uh, he had to stop a number of times she got sick and I said well is it okay if I start working with her uh, while you're on the road and he said yes that's fine and again that's part of what you do is get permission and even though I'm the grandmother I still asked um, her dad for permission so I started working on her, and uh, when they had got to North Carolina, my son said, "Well, she's doing fine," he said. But the first thing she did, he he said, she fell asleep in the car shortly after I started working on her and slept the rest of the way. And when she woke up, the first thing she said, "I dreamt that Grandma was working on me." All right. Yeah, And I thought that was really pretty amazing. Yes, and and to
2: be sure you were, because we can't do this work by long distance.
3: Right, and see, that's why if people understand the power of when you have a connection with people, such as in your family, there are many, many, many things that you can do and to really be of help and um uh, i'll i'll give you an example of a recent thing that happened uh, i was with a group of women friends who uh, met together after a um an event that we had all attended and uh, we were having lunch it was a social event and i happened to uh, mention i actually have a new great grandbaby who was born on sunday who um uh, I was telling them about it. And so then that moved the conversation to talking about grandchildren. And uh, one of the women spoke up and she said her one-year-old granddaughter uh, was uh, had a birthday, but they had to postpone it for a week or so. And I remember having a question mark in my mind when she said that she was sitting directly across from me. And then the conversation, you know, people chimed in and said about a variety of different things. And then the woman came back and she said, yes, uh, the girl's mother is, um or, or my grandson, the mother is having another baby, which is the reason why we can't have the birthday party. Now, for the one-year-old. And I remember thinking, again, I had a question in my mind. Something's not right. And the group of people, there were eight of us together, started talking and asking her about, the, you know, what it was. And finally, she said, yes, and my son has left her. And oh, dear. moved away and and my mouth just fell open and I thought, I have got to do something to help her. And she said, I'm really upset with my son that he left his partner when she, uh at the birth date of her, his first child, and she's pregnant with the second child and he left. And she said, I wasn't going to have anything to do with the baby, thinking I wouldn't be welcome, but the mother said, yes, she wanted me in their life. And then I go, I do have to say something to her. And when we broke up to go pay our bill at the restaurant we were at, she and I were next to each other, and I took the chance. I said, I want to applaud you uh for making a commitment to um, connect with your new grandbaby and to help take care of them when I know you're dealing with the disappointment of your son's behavior. I said, what we do as parents and grandparents greatly affects our child's story. And I said, I'm sure your son isn't listening to you. And she shook her head. Yes, he, he doesn't listen to me at all. I'm so upset with him. I said, well, I'd like to advise you, give you some ideas of what you can do. You can write down on a piece of paper, and this is a concrete thing I want to pass on. Um write down on a piece of paper, uh, what you, what your hopes and wishes are for your son. And then create what, what I call an altar or a sacred place, space at home. And then just hold your hands over it and pray over it. And every time you look at it, say a prayer connected to what your faith tradition is and connect with uh, your son's guardian angel and ask him to help him to make better choices for his wife. And she shook her head and she said, yes, I will do that. Thank you very much. That is very helpful. Good.
2: Do you know the outcome
3: of that? Uh, This just happened Sunday. Oh, okay.
2: So so we don't know yet.
3: This is a new thing, fresh off the... But I know she's going to follow through with it, and I'll see her again probably next Sunday and um, and uh, and find out the next step. But this is an example of what I call wellness, and where we really look at opportunities that present themselves in everyday life experiences. So caring for people isn't only about, here. here's my business card, come and see me as a practitioner. It's about dealing with those everyday experiences that uh, really affect all of us and how to make a difference in our lives. Absolutely. All righty,
2: let's take another quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk some more to Dr. Bulbrook. Thanks,
3: Bonnie.
0: A healthy dialogue for your lifestyle. Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: Dr. Bonnie Morrow's passion is to make healing available in every home around the world. You can find out more about healing touch classes available wherever you are. Dr. Bonnie is here to share her knowledge and expertise in energy medicine as both a teacher and facilitator. To use Healing Touch for those you love, contact Healing Touch Texas for a class schedule. You can contact Dr. Bonnie via email at HealingTouchTX at AOL.com or visit the website at transformational-healing.org.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
1: You are listening to Transformational Healing. To reach Dr. Bonnie Morrow or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to HealingTouchTX at AOL.com. Now, back to Transformational Healing.
2: Hi, welcome back. This is Transformational Healing with Dr. Bonnie. I'm so glad you're here, and thanks, thanks for sharing your time with us today. So, our special guest is Dr. Mary Joel Bulbrick. And she is the dean of continuing education at. Please help me, Mary Jo. How do I say the word? Akamai a- University. Akamai University in Hawaii. Can you talk about that a little, or how our listeners sure. can reach you?
3: I'd be happy to. Um, I've uh, been working with Akamai University for about uh, six years now, and. Uh, I first started out as a Director of Complementary and Alternative Medicine and designed training for at the uh, uh, primarily master and doctoral level for anyone interested in working on an advanced degree, uh, building on the base of what their training is, so people who have a background in healing touch or therapeutic touch or energy psychology or any form of energy medicine can use that and add to their training to add to uh, a a graduate degree. And I have a number of students in different parts of the world. But in addition to that, I also am director of the Division of Continuing Education. And through that, uh, I actually just assumed that role uh, it's been about a year now, and so we've offered uh, a, some beginning programs in it. And currently, I have just returned from Peru, where I taught a variety of uh, courses there and uh, and uh, launched them in affiliated with uh, Akamai University, and we had uh, worked with physicians and other healthcare professionals who were interested in adding this to the work that they do. And currently, I have a, a man who was in my program. He actually is a mechanical engineer, and he's coming tomorrow to spend uh, 10 days with me here in North Carolina, where I, where I will be doing... Uh, very advanced training with him to continue his studies, so uh he has taken some of the coursework at Akamai University with me, and then we'll continue with additional things and we'll be taking some of what he learns back to Peru when he goes there and that gives you an idea of of how the how things are done they don't they don't fit the ordinary uh model of what we have out there. You know, like I said, I've been affiliated with universities all of my career, very well established universities, Texas Women's University, University of Utah, Memorial University in St. John's, Newfoundland, and then um, Edith Cowan University in Perth, Western Australia. So throughout my um, life and career as an academic, I've um Uh, Not only done traditional kinds of things, but from my background and experience and interested in complementary alternative medicine, I'm very committed to help people who really want to make changes in the world using this as a frame of reference. And as you know, all the answers aren't in yet. The healthcare system needs to be reworked and revamped. Uh, currently, I'm teaming up with uh, Bob Deschner, who has a program for veterans, and they're actually located close by where you are, Bonnie. They're in uh, San Antonio, Texas, and I will be going there in uh, September of this year and doing some additional work with them. I'm I'm very impressed that um, it's called Vet Trip V E T. P-R-I-I-P. And it's a method that, uh, a way of working with those who've, ex- veterans who've experienced post traumatic stress. And as you know, this is a major problem in our country. And um, I have been working with the leadership in Healing Touch to come together, as well as some of the leaders in the energy psychology field, to band together to do some collaboration and bring our expertise to share with this population. You know, one of my beliefs are that we spent a lot of money in training these men and women to uh, go to foreign countries and deal with some of the awful things that they've had to deal with. And now we really have a responsibility to help them to regain their health and move in a new direction.
2: Boy, I agree with that. My son spent a year in Iraq as a, a medic, mm-hmm. and of course he's he's home now, but he has nightmares <laughs> a lot
3: with the PTSD. Well, I, I really encourage, is he in uh, Texas? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm really encouraging checking out what they do there, because it is a very specialized training and uh, method I Went to their training actually just a month ago, and then uh, invited Bob Deschner. He's uh, their training program is in San Antonio, Texas, but his goal and vision is to move it throughout the country. And I suggested that the framework of healing touch, as well as energy psychology and energy medicine is an additional way on how to help spread and create opportunities for this kind of training to uh, assist our servicemen and women in different populations throughout this country. That's that's really the next next, uh, major project that I'm going to be working on. And like I said, I will be going there in September and doing some training and Hoping uh, if if you're available, Bonnie, you might want to come down. Um, you're you're not too far from uh, San Antonio, is that correct? No, we're about uh, three or four hours driving time. Okay, I didn't realize it was that far, but yeah. uh, it is it is um, a very outstanding program, and I I want to add some of the. Key elements and the things that we have found in healing touch that makes a difference, and to add with the methodology that they have uh, created and found works for this population, we were um, we did besides the training here in North Carolina, we had a one-day um, clinic for uh, vets, and they came and. Uh, walked away with zero pain, the ones that were there. And I watched how um, the vet trip training program was put together, and I go, I'm going to support them and help them to carry their work because I know this is the route to go. And like yes. I said, we people need to team together and. Uh, there, there are many different approaches that appeal just like there are many religions and there are many different kinds of schools and there's many different kinds of sports. We all don't like the same sports. We don't like the same music or the same food. But when you have a gathering of people together and they bring their expertise and they love and the things that they love, it, it adds for a vibrant gathering in a way that, uh, people can enjoy themselves and, and reap the benefits, and that's what my goal is. So anyone who's interested, they can reach me at Mary Jo at dot com, or send a note to Bonnie, and she'll get the message to me. My phone number is 919-923-2409, and I'd be happy to... Um, Uh, support people and and help empower them through all the many tools that there are for energy medicine, transformational healing, and uh, they're all part of the same family. They are. are. Mary Jo,
2: I would like to sincerely thank you for being on our show today and sharing your expertise with our listeners. And I know our listeners are going to Be intrigued. So I would say to you, thanks so much. You're a real sweetheart, and we'll talk to you later. And listeners, you don't have to be sick to feel better. So take care of yourself. God bless.
3: Thanks, Bonnie.
1: Thank you for listening today. Transformational Healing with Dr. Bonnie Morrow is broadcast live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a healthy week.